Hello and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen and I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining me today. So glad to have you. You know, the fun thing about doing a podcast that doesn't have a, th- a theme necessarily. I mean, it's it's called Nerd Girl Musings because I get to talk about whatever I want and I'm not pigeonholed into something specific. Is that I had started the idea for this one tonight of um, talking about a two-part miniseries from uh, 1997 called True Women. One of my favorites, stellar cast. I was all ready to go. And then I went down some rabbit hole of something. And all of a sudden, I had a whole different idea and way that I wanted to go for this. So, you know, this is what you get, I guess. Um, so, you know, some interesting interesting things. I was perusing uh, some news the other day, and I happened to see Soleil Moon Fry in the news. And so some of you may know and some of you may not know, uh, her. what she's really known for is Punky Brewster. That's... That is her, her thing. And if you were of a certain age, you grew up with her. Uh, now, Soleil Moon Fry, I believe, is one year younger. No, she's one year older than me. So her, her character of Punky Brewster was my age when I was watching it. And most people probably do not know this, but my nickname growing up and to this day with my dad is Punky. And that's directly related to the show Punky Brewster. So some backstory, if you don't know who Punky Brewster is, um, she was a, a child that was abandoned by her parents in Chicago. And she was found by a widower um, he happens to be the landlord in this building, and she was kind of crashing in a vacant apartment. And, um, you know, it was her and her dog. They were on their own. She had made friends with a girl that was living with her grandmother upstairs called Cherry. And it was their secret. Um, so eventually, Henry befriends her. They, you know, he's kind of curmudgeonly, and um, they have a great playful banter it's it's something that is natural this wasn't all acting it was just a great banter between them and it was such an amazing show and through season one Henry fights through all these legal red tape and he wants to adopt or foster Punky and uh, you know, he's too old, he's a widower, he's, you know, all this kind of stuff. So there were all these roadblocks for them, and they made uh, Punky Brewster live in a girl's home, and she didn't want to, but they made her do that until her day in court. And that was all of season one. And then season two, essentially, they get their day in court, he officially adopts Punky, and, you know, as as somebody that's adopted, that was a story I could relate to. Um, I did foster care when I was really, really little. So, you know, I have no memory of it. My parents, uh, they they knew my foster family, um, and apparently they were a, a sweet older couple. Um, and I only had to spend a certain amount of time in 
um, in the system, so to speak. So um, I wasn't old enough to remember any of that, and I was adopted very young. But any storyline that had adoption as a theme was something that I really paid attention to. And the other part of Punky is, you know, again, like I said, same age, spunky. I mean, she was essentially me on the screen. So, you know, of course. And in season two, the final episode, Punky's class was watching while the space shuttle Challenger, they were watching it live in class, just like my class did. And as a result, Punky is very traumatized and, um, you know, she she has a hard time dealing with what happened. And she really wanted to be an astronaut. And so her dreams were crushed. And, of course, Buzz Aldrin uh, came on the show. and uh, But all of those things that I was experiencing in 1987, that's, I mean, that's what was on the screen. And so I could relate to her so much. Anyway, the, the reason why I'm going through this long-winded story is that I happened to see Soleil Moon Fry, who played Bunky Brewster, back in the news because they did a reboot. And I didn't know this. At the end of uh, 2020, they did a reboot of Punky Brewster. It's on the Peacock channel. Um, and it, uh, it apparently, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. plays her ex-husband, because she's in the middle of a divorce. They have kids. And, um, you know, it, it just seems like a really a really good show. I, I kind of like what they did. They brought Cherry back. Um, so we have a lot of familiar, familiar characters. Um, you know, the it's it's 10 episodes. So, of course, I'm, I'm going to go dive into that this week, I think. Um, and to hear Soleil talk about it, she talks about how she was, uh, she's going through some of the exact same things that Punky Brewster is going through. And she, she has to find herself in a way and she has to find her punky powers. And that's, that was something from the original show is Punky had her punky powers. And so she's searching for that again. And then the other thing that's happening for her right now is she's publishing a documentary. It comes out March 12th on Hulu and it's called uh, Kid 90. So back in the day, she carried a video camera with her apparently everywhere. And she documented her entire life growing up. And so she apparently has hundreds of hours of tape. And it just started about a documentary about her friends. And she said that she worked really hard to try to make it about everybody else. And it was going to be about the death of privacy. And kind of, you know, since this was all pre-social media, we didn't have the lens of every single thing being being documented and somebody's got a camera shoved in your face. I mean, they dealt with paparazzi, but it was different. You know, when we mobbed, and I say we because I have been one of the teenage girls in the mall, okay? I, I will admit it. When New Kids on the Block came, I was one of the screaming girls for Jordan. Okay, there, I said it. I, I was one. <laughs> So but that's how we did it. We we clamored in malls and screamed our heads off, and we had hundreds of posters in our rooms of our favorite favorite characters. You you know, if you asked my mom and dad what the color of my wallpaper was growing up, they couldn't tell you because it was plastered with mainly new kids on the block because again obsessed, and 
you know, like, what was that sports guy's name? Uh, Bo. Uh, um, what was his last name? But he did he did all the sports. So like his big thing for Nike was you don't know Bo. And he would be in every single outfit uh, or uniform. And so I had a giant poster of him. And pro- he's probably in 10 different, you know, from track and field to football to basketball. I mean, he played everything. And so um, his last name is escaping me at the moment. But I can picture him. And tennis superstars. I was really big into tennis. Don't ask me why, because I cannot play tennis to save my life. When I hit the ball, it goes flying way out of a court because I just don't know how to do it. So, um, you know, I had like Arancha Sanchez Vicario and Steffi Graf and uh, I mean, they were all over my walls. So that's how we, uh, that's how we handled it. And You know, so that was the whole point of her documentary is that she wanted to capture her friends and the loss of their privacy through social media and the way things went as they got older. And it, the missing piece was her. She was kind of the middle of the group. And so um, she found that it had to become more about her. And um, it, you know, it just became something bigger than what she had anticipated. So that comes out March 12th on Hulu, like I said. So definitely going to have to go check that out. Um, so while I was on this Punky Brewster thing, I went down a rabbit hole. And this rabbit hole is very deep because it was all about dark plots of the 80s and early 90s um, shows, shows that I grew up with. So I wrote down a few just to give you an idea of the mass amount of things that we were exposed to back in the day. And, um, you know, it's one of those, one of those things where growing up, it's, it's no wonder that I thought there was going to be an attack every time I walked into a dark room because that's what I saw. Um, so here we are, we've got growing pains. Uh, there were a few different types of episodes and, you know, Knowing the backstory on what was all going on with um, Carol Seaver. Um, oh, my gosh. Totally. Tracy. Um, you know her name. Tracy. <laughs> um, but when her, when Carol's boyfriend, who is played by Matt Perry, dies in a car accident, I can still see that episode in my mind. I can still hear her. I can still hear her yell at Mike when he tells her when he gets off the phone. I can still see that episode, and that was 30 years ago. Um, different strokes. There were a couple of different ones on here. There was The Bicycle Man, which is a pedophile type of episode. Freaky, dark, um, And then there was another one that Kimberly was touched inappropriately. So, you know, it it dealt with some pretty significant, um, you know, some pretty significant topics on that show. And, you know, then we've got Small Wonder. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, Small Wonder was a a little robot named Vicky who lived with a family. Um, And... She was, uh, so she was a robot and a new girl comes to school and Vicky recognizes her on a milk carton. And so what we learn is that this girl's dad kidnapped her and she's been missing for years. So that was a pretty dark episode for a show that really didn't go down that path very often. So, I mean, they wrapped that one up in like two minutes. It was 
kind of sad when when all of that, you know, you can sort of see how the story arcs go is like, ooh, super high. But that was at 17 minutes and the show's only 27 minutes long. So we know that we're going to wrap this up real quick. Um, but then we've got uh, Facts of Life. So Facts of Life had a few different, um, I could talk on Facts of Life all day long. And if I could find them, to buy, I would buy the entire series because I I loved Facts of Life. Joe is my soul sister. Um, my biological name, my middle name was Joe, and so I I can see I would have been a Joe growing up, totally a Joe. But um, in Facts of Life, Natalie goes through a lot, and in one episode, she reveals that she's adopted. And her mom gives her the name of her biological mother. And so uh, we get to see her work through some of those things. And then also, poor Natalie, um, there's another one where Natalie is assaulted. And so, you know, they, they dealt with fires and robberies and disability. Um, Jerry was the first disabled person ever to be shown on a sitcom it's just unreal to me and so there were a lot of heavy topics and facts of life but it was a great show um 90210 that one the original now we're not talking whatever the junk is that they've made up over the years um i I haven't seen the new thing so i have no idea how it is but uh there was one episode i think it was a halloween episode that kelly was attacked by this guy, and thankfully her friends were there just in time. Um, and then there's another storyline where Kelly's friend um, talks about an attack that happened to her on a date, and she wants to know if this was considered a date rape. Um, and then we also have Brenda working at a crisis hotline uh, where a girl calls every night because she's attacked after a game by her boyfriend, um, and so she has to step in and help. That one was a super dark one. I still remember that full episode. And then probably the two episodes that stick out the most to me from 90210 from those days is Steve finding his uh, biological family. And I can still hear the pretender song as he's pulling away in the bus to go meet them and kind of going off to search for his roots that was a really impactful episode for me. Um, and then the other one was when David's friend is playing Wyatt Earp with a loaded gun and accidentally shoots himself. So those were some pretty um, pretty heavy topics. And then we've got, um, there was a show called Sisters. Uh, this is one that I'm, I'm probably going to dedicate like a whole block of shows to because I loved, I used to watch Sisters, um, I think this was early 90s, and I used to watch it when I would babysit. So there was a family that I always babysat on Saturday nights, and thankfully they were always gone until Sisters was over so I could watch the whole show. The kids were asleep, it was great. And um, there were some moments in there, there was the daughter of one of the sisters, Teddy, um, her daughter Kat was attacked while running. And... Um, you know, it's it was a pretty heavy episode. She wanted to get revenge on the person that attacked her daughter, and um, so it was pretty it was pretty heavy. 
Um, and then another one, surprisingly, was Saved by the Bell. Um, you know, I can joke about it now, but it was a serious topic. Jessie was taking pills so she could stay up to study. And she starts singing to Zach, you know, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so, and then she's breaking down scared because she was taking these pills. And, you know, that was a lot of heavy topics for us as 10 to 15 year olds. Um, you know, when most of the stuff was coming out, I was preteen to early teen. And, um, you know, any, I, I thought for sure that everybody in the world talked about adoption and it seemed so, I don't want to say natural or normal, um, but it's almost like it was preparing us young girls for the possibility that down the road, the likelihood that you will have some type of an attack to you or one of your friends is is a very large proportion. And you're, you know, the likelihood is it's going to happen to you. And it's like it prepared us for that. Um, so, you know, it was a, a rabbit hole, like I said, that I, I just went down and I kept going and I kept going. And then I landed on Nancy McKeon. So I would say the two actresses that I... I probably watched every single thing that they did, and that was Nancy McKeon and Melissa Gilbert. And, you know, Melissa Gilbert, I, um, you know, I uh, watched Little House on the Prairie, and she did a ton of movies, especially opposite Patty Duke. Melissa Gilbert and Patty Duke were an awesome partnership. They They could act off each other and... I think every movie dealt with somebody being attacked. Somebody had a baby. Somebody was giving up a baby. Um, it, somebody was um, sick, mental, you know, I mean, there were mental illnesses. There were all types of topics that they dealt with in their movies. But I'm going to focus on Nancy McKeon today because this is just ridiculous. So I made a list of all the different movies that Nancy McKeon did that I have seen. And most of most of her stuff was uh, made for TV type of type of movies. And th there were anything from uh, mid 80s to mid 90s. She still does them and has done them. She did a few other uh, series other than just Facts of Life. But um. So here, here are some of my, my favorites in no particular order. Uh, she had one called This Child is Mine, which was about an unwed mother to that was trying to recover her daughter from the adoptive parents. You're going to see a theme here, I think. And then we've got uh, Firefighter. It was about the first woman to pass an L.A. County Fire Department physical. Um, I still remember that one. Strange Voices. It was about her uh, developing schizophrenia, and Valerie Harper started her as her mother. Um, it was a very emotional, uh, well-acted, very well-done movie. Um, a Cry for Help, the Tracy Thurman story, that was all about domestic violence, and that's a true story. 
Uh, then we've got something called Lightning Field. Uh, her baby is kidnapped by a devil-worshipping cult, so she uses her new psychic abilities to track them down. That was actually, so the synopsis sounds really poor, like that sounds horrible, but it was actually a really good movie. Um, baby Snatcher. Uh, she struggles to reclaim her baby girl when she when her baby is taken by another woman. Uh, Love, Honor, and Obey was about the last mafia marriage. Um, also, again, based on a true story, uh, this one had her partnered with Eric Roberts, so Julia Roberts' brother. And those were the those were like the movies that made up my my Sunday nights and the two part episodes. Uh, another one that was also in there as well. I remember uh, it was that girl from the show The Heights. The Heights only ran for one season, but uh, Cheryl Pollock—that's her name. Uh, so she had she had a movie called The Marla Hansen Story. Marla Hansen was a, a model, and she meets this guy on one of her shoots, and he follows her one night and attacks her and slices up her face. So, um, again, based on a true story. And that was, that was also another really good one. But, you know, I mean, if you, if you really look at the, the movies, the TV shows that we had growing up, I, I'm amazed that we all survived. Um, you know, like I said, you'd be afraid of the dark, I think. Um, but it's, looking back on it now as an adult, I feel like it was preparing me for how many times I'm going to encounter these type of things in my real life. Now, granted, I don't have baby abduction, abductions in my life, but um, other things I do. And I feel like this kind of prepares you for it. And, um, you know, so you know how to respond. And so this was the rabbit hole that I went down, very far down, instead of talking about the two-part miniseries that I wanted to talk about, which was uh, True Women. So I think I'm going to save True Women for next time. Um, I know it's available on iTunes to buy. I have not seen it anywhere else other than that. I have owned this movie for many, many years. I used to have it on VHS. Now I have it in digital format. Um, but it is a great two-part, especially if you like kind of historical. I'm, I'm nerdy like that. I love historical period pieces. And, um, you know, when I, when I travel down to Texas and I travel through these areas, I used to live in Texas for a time. And when I travel through these areas that this movie is based on, I, I can see it more and I can feel it more. And so, you know, when they're talking about the San Jacinto River and Seguin and different cities and different landmarks, I, I know where those things are. So it makes it a little bit more real for me. So I get a little nerdy about it. But uh, so, yeah, there you go. There's my rabbit hole for the day. And now you've come come down it with me. And that's the uh, the memories that I have from my 80s. I, you can't really call them sitcoms because not all of them were sitcoms, but for sitcoms, they sure did have a lot of dark and twisty plots. So um, that's all I have to say about that, I think. And that's all that we have for our episode today. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you never miss out. And head on over to Instagram and say hello. And make sure to give us a like. 
Have a good day and be well.